Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Fortman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center, One Church in Global Locations. To find out more about Bishop Fortman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. Because I am unconditionally loved by God and at harvest, I come to God as I am. Through today's life-giving message, I won't stay as I am. This is my banner year, which is my best year yet in Jesus' name. Remain standing. I want you to go to Romans chapter 7, Romans chapter 7, Romans chapter 7 and verse number 19. When you get it, say, Bishop, I got it. If it's going to take you a minute, say, hold on, Bishop. All right, I'm going to wait for you. I'm patient. Love is patient. Okay, now I'm tired of waiting. Y'all ready? (laughs) Romans chapter 7, verse number 19. Now, now watch what he says. He says, the good stuff I want to do, the attitude I should have, the outlook I should have, the approach that I should have. He said, the stuff I want to do, he said, I don't do that. You, You ever looked at yourself and said to yourself, what's wrong with you? He said, the good I want to do, he said, that I don't do. But the evil, evil in Hebrew is this concept raw, which means contrary to. He says, the stuff that I know is contrary to me. He says, that's the stuff I practice. Okay, okay, y'all, y'all ain't gonna say that to me now. He, he, he said, any honest people, you, you can relate to the writer, cause he says, he says, listen, there's an approach I should be having, there's an attitude I should be having, there's an outlook I should be having. He says, the good I wanna do, I don't do. He says, but the evil that I know I ain't got no business doing, the bad attitude I know I ain't got no business having, the, the words I know I ain't got no business saying, the, the mouth looking mentality I know I have no business having. He says, that's what I end up practicing. Verse 20, now if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I that does it, but now sin that dwells in me. In other words, he says, there's something going on in me that's at war with me. Then he makes it clear in verse 23, but I see another law of my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is my members. Look at verse 24. It gets so bad, he says, oh, wretched man that I am. Who's going to deliver me from this body of death? You you ever got so frustrated with yourself, you you just went to sleep? He just said, I'm wretched. Let me make it modern. I'm ratchet, he said. 
He said, oh, wretched man that I am, who's going to deliver me from this body of death? But I like 25 because it always gets better. With Jesus, it's always going to get better. It might be midnight tonight, but a new day starts at midnight. It might be messed up now, but if you keep on pressing, it's going to be a message. It might be a test right now, but it's about to be a testimony. Here it is, verse 25. I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Do me a favor, high five your neighbor and say, neighbor, you are in an evolution. Becoming a better version of yourself. Say stop fighting your evolution. Because this is your banner year. Father, speak to us now with clarity. Taylor may customize this word that we would move in what you have ordained. We thank you that as we are in this year, 2017, seven now, being the number of completion, the number of shalom, nothing is missing, nothing is broken, nothing is lacking, all is well. Today, I came to announce to your people that it's time for every area of their life to be healthy. Every area of their life to be healthy. Every area of their life to be healthy. No more just a little bit, uh, but now everything. No more just this area, but every area. By the time they come to the end of 2017, every single area of their life shall be healthy. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. As you take your seats, how about two or three people say, evolve your total life health. Evolve your total life health. Evolve your total life health. Uh, this year, the Lord declared it would be a banner year for you. And in this series, we're receiving blueprints for a banner year because great lives are built. Say great lives are built. And you having a banner year isn't about you. It's about your life being a walking, talking, breathing testimony that compels somebody else to come to Jesus. I'm here to tell you, you ain't going to have to give them an invite. Your life will be an invite. You ain't just going to have to uh, watch this talk about Jesus when they see you. They're going to say, there is something about you that makes me want what you got. Touch your neighbor say, your life is going to be evangelism. No, the scripture says that we're supposed to be witnesses, which means we are supposed to watch this through our living, compel somebody else to come to Jesus. And there is no banner year without the banner God. If you know you serve the banner God, that is the best. There is no God like him. There is no God beside him. Now, now, now watch this, watch this, watch this. Say, it is my banner year. That ain't how you say it. If you believe it, say, it is my banner year. And say, I serve the banner God. Now, now watch this. God answers prayers with instructions. All the time when you pray, you want resolution. And that's not how God works. What God does is God will give you instructions. Those instructions are blueprint. And I've said this to you in this series. That's going to come through the messages you're going to get in this series. And watch this. Not just this series, but the rest of them this year. And the answers to your prayers will lay in your faithful hearing and heeding of the messages. Hear me. You sometimes sit up saying, God speak. And God says, go church. You sitting up confused about stuff, but it's because you're missing some blueprints because you missed some messages. So I want to challenge everybody under the sound of my voice this year. Don't play missing Sundays this year. Don't play missing Wednesdays this year because there's going to be some blueprints that you need and you ain't got time to go in circles no more. I came to announce to somebody the cycles and the circles that have been going on in your life. Those are over effective immediately. Just your neighbor say, I'm not going in cycles no more. No, I came to preach to somebody that says, I'm sick and tired about being sick and tired about the same thing year after year after year after year. No, I need some blueprints so I can have my banner year. You'll notice that this sign has been evolving every week since you've been coming in here. When you first came in here, the sign was ratchet. Here it is last week. Watch this. The sign was messed up. The sign wasn't quite together. Things weren't quite the way they needed to be, but we were still building. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm still building. 
this is the reason why we started this series making one resolution this year and that is to resolve to evolve because nothing will be different this year unless you are say again nothing will be different this year unless you are you can speak it you can say it you can put a vision board up but ain't nothing gonna change unless you change so touch your neighbor say stop resisting your change oh watch this watch this it's evolution time church I said it's evolution time church I said it's evolution time church this ain't just a revolution because that just means change this is an evolution watch this which means that I am developing advancing growing rising progressing expanding unfolding transforming I'm going from a process of continuous change from a lower or lesser state to a higher and greater state touch your neighbor say stop resisting your evolution Yeah, because here's why you're stressed out. Here's why you're straining. Here's why you're struggling. You're trying to hold on to an inferior version of yourself. Tell your neighbor, say, but let that you go. Let the weak you go. Let the complaining you go. Let the fearful you go. Let the scared you go. I know you've been through hell. Who in the heck hasn't? But I'm going to tell you, let that version of you go. Holly, it's evolution time. Watch this, watch this. Then we learn next week in the series to evolve our resolve, which is decide firmly on a course of action. It is to find a solution to a problem or to cause a discord to pass into a concord. Here's what you understand. Things will not always be perfect. And you all be used to that by now. It's amazing how you get mad about stuff that truth be told hasn't been that way. Got real quiet right there. Say things won't be perfect always. And that's okay. That's just part of the building process. But you can't abort the process just because it's not perfection. See, that's what it is to evolve your resolve. See, we started out resolving to evolve. Then we learned to evolve to resolve. You can't keep aborting the process because it's not perfection. Who goes to a hospital and says there's some sick folk in here? That's what it's for. Who goes to a construction site and says it's dusty and it's messy and there's nails? I'm going to tell you, this is the way it looks when you're building. Yeah, y'all not saying nothing. That's why you got to wear a hard hat when you're building. Because every now and then some stuff's going to hit you and knock you upside the head. And you're going to wonder where this trouble come from. How did this person betray me? How did this person leave me? How did this happen? Touch your neighbor and say, but I'm still building. I, there's some folk that that already had some stuff come against you in these first 22 days to just give God a praise because you're still I'm still building I had some stuff come against me but I'm still building watch this it's going to get dusty it's going to get messy folk that start building with you ain't going to be the same folk that end up building with you you might as well just get used to that now Matter of fact, y'all just look around, just look around at sometimes at the folks in your life and just say, I'm glad you're here now, but watch this. Please understand, uh, I'm like that semi-truck I saw Bishop roll up here. If you ain't here in a week, beep, beep. <laughs> y'all not saying nothing to me. If you don't want to help me build, beep, beep. If you want to lie on me and talk about me, beep, beep. If you ain't got time to... Everybody wants to reign with you, but not everybody can ride with you when you're going through the valley. Where my ride or die people at? That where are the people that say if it's in the valley, I'll walk with you. Watch this now. Watch this now. Crazy stuff gonna happen, but say I still got my blueprints. 
Uh-huh. And that's why you got to still keep building. That's why I rolled in on that semi-truck. It's a reminder to us all, no matter what comes your way, focus on them blueprints and keep building. No matter how tired you get, focus on them blueprints and keep building. No matter, watch this, sometimes you'll wake up and say to yourself, I just can't do this. No, that's the old you talking. I'm going to tell you, the evolved you says, through Christ, I can do all. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Which means, touch your neighbor and say, you do have what it takes. No, the old you did not because the old you was a complainer. The old you was weak. The old you was passive. But the evolution of you is a whole new version of you that's got what it takes. Somebody holler, I'm in my banner year. So last week then, we learned to evolve what enters our senses because faith in anything good or bad begins with the senses. Taste, touch, smell, hearing, sight. And you can't control what things do when they enter your senses. So you must evolve what enters your senses. Remember, evolve is to go from one level to a higher level, from a lesser state to a greater state. You have been too passive about what you allow in your senses. And you can't control what things do when they enter your senses. So you must evolve what empties your senses because senses produce actions and you are what you do, not who you say you are. Watch this. That's why if you know somebody in your life that's a lie, what do you call them? That's just lying, Steve. If your name is Steve, that's his name I pick. I ain't talking about you personally. People will name you by what you do, not by what you, who you say you are. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. See, I know you want to be a gladiator, then you're going to have to gladiate. I know you want to be a soldier, you're going to have to take some bullets. Y'all not saying nothing. I I know you want to be the head and not the tail, but guess what? When you're the head, if you're going to call the shots, you got to take the shots. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Touch your neighbor say, you are what you do, not who you say you are. I says, so that's what your life is. Your life is then what you do. And today we're going to learn how to evolve our total health. You are a tripart being that's comprised of a spirit, that's your subconscious mind, your soul, that's your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions, and your body. And often we have clashes within ourselves. Touch your neighbor and say, you know what Bishop talking about? See, in music, it takes three notes to make a chord. That's called a harmony. It's called a three-part harmony. Soprano, alto, tenor. Watch this. Now, if one of those is off, you go from harmony to disharmony, which is unhealthy. And that's how life is for many people. Watch this. That's how life was for you. Why'd you say was, Bishop? Because I'm going to speak some things that are not as though they were. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, which means you're going to have to learn how to say some stuff that you ain't seen yet. That's why in our text from Romans, the writer essentially says this. Watch this. He says, my life isn't everything it could be because there's a war happening in me. I'm going to say it again. He says, my life isn't everything it could be because there is a war that's happening in me. Touch your neighbor so you know exactly what Bishop is talking about. Watch this. How many folk, even in the first 22 days of this year, there's been a war that's been happening on the inside of you. Watch this. It's got you up. It's got you down. It's got you left. It's got you right. It's got you doubting this, believing this, fearing this, thinking this, hoping this, wishing this. He says his life isn't everything he could be because there's a war that's happening in me. And it's time, watch this, for your total life health. That's what seven is all about in biblical numerology. Gematria it is called is the study of the significance and impact of numbers in your life based on the spiritual significance of those numbers. And so now seven now is the number of completion. Shalom, the Hebrew word, peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. Nothing means what? Nothing. Which means if there's any area where something is missing, lacking, or broken, it means that you are not yet in seven. And that day in your life is over. 
if you just agree with me, Matthew 18, 19, that day in your life is over. Touch your neighbor and say, that day is over. You dealt with the last day of not every area of your life being shalom. That don't mean it ain't, it's not, uh, it's going to be perfect. It just means that I'm still building. Now, now, Bishop, what do you mean by that? See, watch this. In your body, I'm going to make it real pragmatic for you, real practical. In your body, uh, let me give you how you get total life health there. You ready? Say, drink more water water. now. Now, this is very practical. This is very practical. I'm going to shout you the minute and get spiritual, but I need to get real practical because some of y'all are calling stuff demonic attacks that's simply dehydration. Okay. Some of y'all are saying, watch this, watch this. Some of you ladies, you're blaming, watch this. You're blaming a certain uh, anomaly, shall we say, that you encounter that men do not encounter. You're blaming that for why you are the way you are. And the reality is, is you just dehydrated. Y'all not saying nothing. Sometimes you're saying, oh, the devil to try to kill me in my sleep. No, baby, you just thirsty. Y'all not saying nothing. You're dehydrated. Okay, watch this. In your body, say, drink more water now. I'm going to make it pragmatic. We're going to deal, because you are a what type of being? Tripart, your body, soul, spirits. I'm going to give you how to get total life health right now. Watch this. When you drink more water, water relieves fatigue. Some of y'all tired talking about you under spiritual attack. No, you need to drink you some water. It relieves fatigue. It improves your mood. Some of y'all mood is just nasty and it's because you are thirsty. Starbucks may be good to your taste buds, but you better hear me. Uh, water is what's going to fix your mood. Water treats headaches and migraines. Some of y'all talking about, I just, I just got so much pressure on my mind. Baby, go get you one of them harvest waters. Y'all not saying nothing. It helps in digestion. Some of y'all are constipated, which explains the reason why it always takes you forever to get everything done because you need to drink you some more water. Okay, y'all not saying nothing. It's going to make sense in a moment. It helps in digestion and constipation. It promotes weight loss. You can drink your way to a slimmer body. I'm a witness. Go ask Big Bishop. It flushes out toxins. It regulates your body temperature. It promotes healthy skin. Somebody talk about, oh, my skin just, I just don't know what's going on. I just got an attack. No, you're not healthy because you are dehydrated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is too practical for you. Touch your neighbor and say you're dehydrated. Uh-huh. It also, watch this side note, it also reduces bad breath. So some of y'all don't need mints. You just need to go get you some water. Y'all not saying nothing. Touch your neighbor and say, drink more water now. You're spending all that money on health care. You're spending all of that money on going to see the doctor. And a lot of that stuff can be fixed if you just get you some eight ounce glasses of water and get your water on. Touch your neighbor and say, drink more water now. See what I said? Say that's total life health. Now, see, I know church folk don't like that because y'all got to have Coca-Cola with your fried chicken. And I understand because I used to be there. You got to have a Pepsi with your Cheetos. I understand that. Here's my point though. Here's my point though. Here's my point. See, see how quiet it got? Watch this. Because I just got real practical with you. A lot of the issues, arthritis and all these different illnesses and sicknesses that come up and you're taking pills and drugs and all that for, a lot of that can be fixed with water. Why, Bishop? Because water in the scripture is symbolize, uh, symbolizes the spirit, <laughs> which means it is God's natural way to fix you. 
Now I'm going to make this real good for you because let's get over into your spirit. Uh, how do you get health in your spirit? Touch your neighbor and say, I know now. Say, drink more water. Now. John 4, 13. Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water shall thirst again. What was he talking about? Natural water. He says, but the water I'm going to give you, you shall never thirst. The water I give you shall be in you a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Watch this. God's spirit is symbolized with water, but check it out. Water then, his spirit is also symbolized by fire. Hmm. Say water and fire. Say fire and water. Now it seems interesting because uh, to use that symbolization, it is almost contradictory in nature. It's paradoxical, if you will, because how is it, watch this, if water quenches fire, how is it that fire and water represent the same thing? If you got a fire, what do you put on it? Water. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If there's a fire, uh, uh, you got to put some water on it to deal with the fire. So how is it that a spirit symbolizes both water and it's also symbolized by fire? Touch the neighbor and say, Bishop's going to explain it. Watch this. When there's fire inside of you, it overwhelms the fire around you. Okay. All right. Your neighbor just missed that. Your neighbor just missed that. Uh, uh, watch this. Jesus said, listen, uh, my spirit, which comes in as water in you, it becomes fire. It becomes passion. It becomes dry. It becomes resolve. It becomes the ability to take a licking and keep on ticking. It becomes your ability to be like that semi truck. Come on. And even if the sound is late, <laughs> touch your neighbor, say there's fire in you. That explains how Jeremiah kept going because he experienced some spiritual challenge in the book that bears his name and also in the book of Lamentations. Lamentations, lament, which means to mourn and to cry. It is essentially the second part of Jeremiah's narrative. But the word lament, watch this, it means how. And that's how our spiritual health is often challenged. It's not the what we're dealing with, it's the how am I going to deal with it. I'll say it again. Your issue often isn't the what that you're dealing with, it's the how. How am I going to get through this situation? How am I going to pay this bill? How am I going to deal with this challenge? I wish I had some honest people in here. Your issue really isn't your what. Because if you look back over your life, you've overcome some big what's. Okay. You've already beaten some curses. You've already overcome some obstacles. Your issue right now is not your what. Your issue right now is how. Do I have a witness here? But watch this. That's what lament means. That's what Jeremiah went through. Jeremiah said how because Jeremiah spent his life trying to help people that didn't want to be helped. Can I just digress for a moment and parenthetically accept this in here for somebody? A lot of the times the challenges you walk through and the issues you deal with is because you want more for people around you than they want for themselves. All right, let me talk over here because they ain't saying nothing. A lot of the times the issues you face is that people don't get while you've got so much fire in you. Watch this and their lack of fire ends up quenching your fire. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. You got passion for life, but they're just passive in life. And so now when you get around one another, being around them steals and quenches your fire. That's what happened to Jeremiah. But what I love about it is after Jeremiah and Jeremiah chapter 20, after he got a fresh drink of the spirit, the Bible says that that water turned into fire. And Jeremiah said, I wanted to quit. He said, I wanted to give up. He said, I wanted to throw in the towel, but it was like, I need somebody to holler fire. It, 
it was like fire that was set up in my bones. Even though I wanted to quit, even though I wanted to give up, that water turned into fire and I couldn't give up. Somebody holler fire. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Hurry up. Everybody stand. Lift your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you would fill us now with your Holy Spirit and that that water would now turn into fire. That that water would turn into fire and that it would give us the passion. It would give us the drive. It would give us the energy. It would give us the stamina. We haven't come this far to give up now. Somebody holler fire. Now praise him for it. Praise him for it. Praise him for it. You don't need no music. Praise him for it. 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 Water's turning in the fire. Water's turning in the Water's turning in the fire. Water's turning in the fire. You shall live and not die. You shall rule, reign, conquer, and subdue. Say water. Say water is turning in the fire. Be seated. We're going to come back to that in a minute. We're going to come back to that in a minute. I said we're going to come back to that in a minute. Something broke out yesterday while we were at invites. And he ain't done yet. I said, I gave you spiritual health. What was the solution? Drink more water when? Now. I gave you body health. What's the solution? Drink more water now. Here it is for your soul. You want to guess? Psalm 143.6. Watch this. I spread out my hands to you. My soul, mind, thoughts, will, emotion, longs for you. You read the last part. So when I say read the last part, read it like an army. Check it out. He says, my mind, thoughts, will, and emotions are thirsty. My emotions are thirsty my thoughts are thirsty okay my will I I used to have a strong one to get stuff done but I had some disappointments I'd have been disappointed by some people and so I'm I don't want to oversimplify the issues of our souls, which is why there's tons of messages to give you practical tools to conquer the issues that your soul faces that I've ministered before, but your soul will be out of control if it's dehydrated. Uh, y- y'all are quiet in here. Y- y- y'all way too quiet. I know this is Denver, but y'all gonna have to come with me. Your soul will be out of control when it's thirsty. What's your thought? The soul rather? Mind, thoughts, will, emotions. Say it again. Mind, thoughts, will, emotions. You want to know why they're so erratic? You want to know why you start the day here? And one thing happens and now you're here. 
You're blaming everybody else, which means you haven't evolved. Let me tell you your problem. You're thirsty. You're blaming your boss. It ain't your boss's fault that you didn't perform. You're thirsty. I'm not saying nothing. You're blaming your spouse. It ain't their fault you woke up with a bad attitude. You're thirsty. I'm not saying nothing. Touch your neighbor say, you're thirsty. Watch this. Your soul will be out of control if it's dehydrated. And the hydration of the soul begins with worship. I'm going to say something. Can I say something? Can I say something? Can I say something? The psalmist essentially says he's had so much going on in his thoughts, will, and emotions. He's pulled over there, over there. He's up, he's down, he's left, he's right. There's so much inner turmoil, so much doubt, so much fear, thoughts of rejection and failure that his soul becomes thirsty and dry. And his solution was to start the process of his soul becoming healthy was to stretch out his hands. He said, I stretch out my hands to you because my soul longs for you like a thirsty lamb. Touch your neighbor say, your thirst is about to be quenched. That's the wrong one. Try the other one. Say, your thirst is about to be quenched. Watch this. He says, he says, I need you to get it. He says, there's so much going on in me. My thoughts, my will, my emotions. I'm pulled over here, over there, down there, up, down, left, right, black, white. And there's so much inner turmoil. There's so much doubt. There's so much fear. I'm afraid I'm going to be rejected. I'm afraid I'm going to fail. I'm afraid of this. I got this issue. I got this issue. I got this, this generational stuff over here. I got all this drama. And he said, my soul is thirsty and it's dry. And my solution to start the process of my soul becoming healthy, watch this, is to stretch out my hands. Because you just said that. I know, but you didn't get it the first time. Watch this, watch this. That's a posture of worship called Yada. Which means in the Hebrew to extend your hand to give God something. Okay, watch this. Worship, watch this then. He was saying, God, I got all of these issues in my soul. My mom thoughts, willing emotions. And he said, I don't even know where to start except to give my issues to you. Where the folk at where you done had some stuff where you like, I don't know where to start to fix it. I don't know where to start to deal with it. I wish I had some real folk control. I don't know where to start to get my will. I don't know where to start to get my attitude in check. I don't even know where to start. It's an exchange which explains why 1 Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Question church, where do your cares emanate from? Your soul. So how do you cast them upon him? Worship. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. First Peter 5, 7. Cast. How many, how many of your cares? All. Now notice, leave the verse up. He says, cast all your care. Which means God says, here's your problem. Is you holding on to stuff you're not graced to handle. He said, everything that can be a care, put it in a box and give it to me. He says, your problem is you're like, well, God, I can do that though. 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 And God says, so when you worship, your worship ain't even for real because you're holding stuff back. You're supposed to yada, which means give me all of your care. Y'all not saying nothing to me. God says, put all that stuff, put it all in one bucket. He said, put it all. In one bucket. Touch your neighbor and say, put it all in one bucket. Show the bucket. He said, put it all in one bucket. 
here's what your neighbor's been doing. Okay, God, here's my financial stuff. You had none of that. But this relationship, I kind of want to keep it though. Even though I know I ain't got no business. Okay. These kids, Lord, now I'm going to keep these kids because I'm making up for what my mama didn't do and I'm making up for what my daddy didn't do and so I'm going to just hold on to my kids. I know they're yours and I'm just a steward. They're not even really mine, but I'm just going to hold on to this and so then when you worship, God says that ain't in spirit and in truth because you didn't give me all your care. You gave me some of your cares and you're out of order because that ain't what I said to do. It's quiet in the church. It's quiet in the church. Okay, can we just be honest that this is what we do? That's why you'll leave church, watch this, and feel good for a minute. And then watch this as soon as something happens, all of a sudden the high you were on Sunday morning is gone by Sunday at about two. Why? Because your worship wasn't for real. Why? Because you didn't give him all your care. You gave him some of your cares. But today, but today, I'm thinking some people in here that say, I'm giving him all of my care, which means every issue, every problem, everything I God, I need you to take it because I don't know where to start. Somebody holler if you hear what I'm saying. Watch the Bible. Casting them on him doesn't mean I don't have to solve them. But it gives you the soulish health and focus necessary to solve them. You missed it, church. You missed it, church. You cannot fix something when you are not healthy. Because you will only see it through the lenses of your illness. You will only see it through the lenses of your sickness. Y'all, I'm not talking to me. You will only see it through the lenses of your issues. And this is the reason why oftentimes you call yourself fixing stuff and you ain't fixed nothing. You made it worse. The reason you made it worse is because a sick person was trying to fix something that was sick. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Let me give you proof. Watch this. That's why in an airplane, they say in the event that the pressure changes, watch this, put your mask on first before you're trying to put somebody else's mask on because watch this you can't help them if you can't first be healthy yourself I need you to understand what Jesus is getting ready to do in your life this year he says in January I need you to get healthy because the rest of this year you're going to be using your life to change the life of other people in ways that you've never seen. Your testimony is about to be used. Your story is about to be used. You didn't get locked up for nothing. You didn't be betrayed for nothing. You didn't go to hell for You didn't go through that for nothing. Yeah. What? It doesn't mean I don't have to solve them. It gives me the soulless health and focus necessary to solve them. So watch this in action and I'm not done. Have I helped anybody? Watch this in action. Exodus 17 and 8. Now Amalek. Now the word Amalek in the Hebrew language of our Old Testament means enemies or giants. Touch your neighbor and say, you're always going to have those. Listen, listen, listen. Stop being mad about enemies. An enemy simply means, watch this, (laughs) that you're worth something. If you don't have no enemies, watch this, you must not be worth anything. What thief breaks into an empty vault? Matter of fact, you need to just, when you see an enemy, you need to start shouting. Why? Because you just proved to me that all the hell I've been through has been worth it. 
That's why the Bible says, I feel like preaching here. That's why the Bible says that he'll make your enemies your footstool. What is a footstool? Watch this. I was on one level, but then an enemy showed up. And now it got me a shortcut to get to another level. Which means stop complaining about your enemies and start shouting about your enemy. An enemy is anything that opposes your forward progress. An enemy is only an indication of value. Bigger the enemy, greater the value. Because your neighbor keeps saying, God, why I got all these enemies? Listen to me, listen to me. It ain't because you're so worthless. It ain't because you're so jacked up. Hit me. Hear me, men. It ain't because you're so messed up. It ain't because you're just going to be like him and this and that and the other. It is because, watch this, it is an indication of your value. Goliath was indicating to David that you're a king. And if you're a king, you got to fight a king's battles. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. So if you got some Amaleks, you need to just say, thanks, Amalek. Because all you're doing is indicating to me I'm valuable. Indicating to me my worth. Matter of fact, everything that gave you hell last week, you need to shout about it right now. One, two, three, shout now. Why? That's an indication of your value. Watch this. Now Amalek, enemies or giants, came and fought with Israel and read for them. Verse 11. And so it was when Moses held up his hand. That Israel prevailed. But when he let his hand down, Amalek prevailed. You, you, you already missed it. You already missed it, church. Psalm 143.6. I spread out my hands to you. My soul longs for you like a thirsty land. Oh, watch this, watch this, watch this. Watch this, touch your name and say, stable bishop. Verse 11 of Exodus 17. And so it was when Moses yadad, same Hebrew word, that Israel prevailed. But when his worship got weary. Yeah, 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 I'm not going to say that. But when his shout got low. See, I know some people think, oh, that's just too much emotionalism. No, watch this. You can be emotional and not be spiritual, but you can't be spiritual and not be emotional because when I think of the goodness of Jesus, all that he's done for me. And so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. But when he let down his hand, his enemies prevailed. You missed it. Hands go up, he won. Hands went down, his enemies won. You know why worry keeps getting you? Because your hands won't stay up. Come on, come on, come on, come on, church. Come on, church. That's why the weapons of our warfare are not counted, but they're mighty in God with the pulling down of strongholds. He says what they do, but he doesn't tell you what they are, but worship is one of those weapons. I know it doesn't make sense that this is going to fix this. I, I know. I know it don't make sense that this is going to fix this, but touch your neighbor say, but that's what the book says. Now here's, can I, can I give you a little revelation? Well, uh, uh, what's this? What's this? When he held up his hand, verse, Israel prevail. When he let down his hand, Amalek prevail. Look at verse 12. But Moses' hands, wait a minute, verse 11 is hand. Verse 12, hands. Watch this. Okay, watch this. Touch your neighbor so you're about to shout real loud. 
And if they don't, I'm going to just promise you, just go ahead and switch seats right now because something's getting ready to hit this atmosphere and we got a limited time to do it because 1115 is going to be here in just a minute. Watch this, watch this. God says when both of your hands are up, it acts as his hand to slay your enemies. Okay, it might be neighbor switching time. It might be neighbor switching time. How is it that it goes from hand to hands? Because God says when you both of your hands are up giving me yada and giving me your problems, giving me your cares, my hand steps in and slays your... That's why one of the Hebrew words for praise means to throttle an enemy. That means to choke them out. I ain't got time. I ain't got time. Verse 12. But Moses' hands became heavy. So they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat on it. Touch your neighbor and say, he sat down. And Aaron and her supported his hands on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady. See, watch this. Watch this. Say consistent. Uh huh. In 16, you were too inconsistent. You did it for two weeks and if you didn't see results, you stopped. I declare that the inconsistent you, we destroy that version of you and we say that they are no longer allowed to breathe, think, or act. We declare that there is a consistency rising up on the inside of you in the name of Jesus that gives you the ability to go the distance so you can see the reward. Gives you the ability to be consistent long enough so you can see change significant enough. Somebody holler, I'm consistent this year. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. Check it out. His hands had to stay up all day. Because if he dropped them once, Amalek won. Here's your issue. You, 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 you think, watch this. Touch your name say, this is going to say something real quick. And you can't be offended. You keep thinking that your feelings are more important than his instructions. I don't feel like this. Excuse me. Te- heck with your feelings. And that ain't what I want to say. I just feel, okay. T- touch your neighbor. So your feelings is what messed you up last year. Some of that failure wasn't necessary last year. That was your feelings. I'm feeling some type of way. Well, to hell with how you feel. You better understand that the word trumps feelings. And hell is the Greek word Gehenna, which means to the trash. Touch your neighbor say, to Gehenna with your feelings. What do you mean, Bishop? What do you mean, Bishop? What do you mean, Bishop? Because watch this. He had to keep his arms up all day. Which meant at some point, I'm sure he said, God, isn't there another way? I just feel. I feel like you're not listening to me. I feel like this. I feel like that. I feel like this and I feel like that. He didn't have the time to do that. Touch your neighbor and say, you don't have time for that. This is the part that shouts me. And his hands were steady. Steady. Say consistent. So here's the deal. You win, then you stop doing what worked to win. Then you wonder why you lose. That was the old you. I came to speak life, not death. I came to bring encouragement, not discouragement. The old you, watch this. You see results. 
you saw how you got results, then you stopped doing what worked. You saw how your faithful giving opened up doors. Then you had the bright idea to stop giving. You saw how when you served faithfully that uh, everything that going on around you did not stop you. Then you stopped serving faithfully. You saw how fearful church attendance was changing your mentality. Then one little thing happened and you started feeling some type of way. So you stopped doing faithfully. They were steady into the going down of the sun. I got to quit. Watch this verse 15. And Moses built an altar. 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 Say your name. Built an altar. Say your name. Built an altar. Say your name. Built an altar. You know what he called me the altar? The Lord is my This is a banner year because we serve the God that is our banner. His name is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner. Here it is. Moses prevailed against his enemies when his hands were up, church. But when he dropped his hands, when his worship was wore out, I, I, I says, I, I says, but when he worshiped, I says, church, I need to give you the practicality to it. When he worshiped, touch your neighbor and say, we about to do that. Touch your neighbor and say, we about to do that real bit. And we ain't got that much time because we got to get ready for 1115. So it's going to be express worship. Watch this. When he worshiped, watch the point. He found a way. When your soul isn't healthy, you can't find ways to get things done. You missed it. You got all this knowledge, all these notebooks full of notes. You have been sitting up under this word for long enough. If you've been here for longer than 30 days, that's long enough. Yet you're trying to find ways to get stuff done. And the reason you can't is because your soul is dehydrated. And to begin the process of the hydration of your soul, it begins with your worship. Notice, watch this. When his hands stayed up, what happened? Watch this. He found a way. But what do you mean he found a way? He got a strategy to keep going. Often your issue isn't what you're doing that's creating the turmoil. It's the way you're doing it. But you can't seem to find another way because you're dehydrated. You keep saying, I just, maybe I need to do something else. No, because you'll mess that up too. The issue is, is that you're dehydrated and dehydrated folks always can't finish the race. You're missing the, you're missing the point church. You're missing it. You're missing it. He worshiped Yada. Got it? When his hands dropped, who won? Amalek. What's that? His enemies or the giants he was facing. When his hands were up, who won? He did. But how did he win? Did he just stand there the whole time? No, he got a strategy. Bishop, how do you know he got a strategy? Watch this, because they said, well, let's sit him down on something. And then let's give him, watch this, watch this, say he got a strategy. Then they told him to sit down, which means he got rest while he was still winning. 
you, know, you know why, you know why sometimes you're in all, all kind of turmoil? It's because you think you're an expert, not a student. You think you know everything. Used to. But watch this. Let me tell you the people who are on their way to a great banner year. They wake up every day and say, I'm a student. Which means, watch this. I'm just trying to be better today than I was yesterday. I'm not an expert. In fact, I want to shut up and learn something. Touch your neighbor and say, you're not an expert. You're a student. Well, I says, but here's the other issue is you, you keep comparing yourself to other originals. And you're not comparing for the sake of getting better. You're comparing for the sake of trying to find fault so you can feel better. Say so he got a strategy. Say so he got rest. Here it is. And they were going to have a drink. Of so somebody's like, that's what I'm talking about. Bishop is real. Bishop is real. No, that's it. Watch this church. This is the part that shouted me last night. He got the support he needed that was already there, but he was unaware. Aaron and her were with them the whole time. He just didn't know they possessed the ability to give him the support he needed. Y'all, you're not hearing what I'm saying. What's what, what, this? What's this? What's this? What's this? A lot of times you complain, I ain't got nobody to help me, I ain't got nobody to need you. You got, you got tons of errands and hers in your life. The problem is, is you're unaware because you're dehydrated. Aaron and her went up there with him. And for a while they just stood there, just kind of, we just praying in the name of Jesus. We praying for Moses. We just praying that he is. We pray that he gets to, Lord help him. Lord touch, Lord touch, Lord, Lord give him strength. Hey, give him grace, give him grace, give him grace. And after a while Moses, once he started worshiping, he's saying, hey dude, Hold my arm up. Specifically, my hand up. Which meant, watch this. You're going to have to, it's easy to hold up my arm because you can hold it from up here. It's going to take some ride or dies to hold up my hand. I prophesy into your life that the errands and the hers that you need to keep your hands up when you feel like giving up to keep your hands up when you feel like throwing in the towel that you're going to become aware of their presence. Somebody holler, I receive that. But here's the trip though. Here's the trip though. <laughs> he got the support he needed that was already there, but he was unaware. Watch this. Aaron's name in Hebrew means warrior lion. <laughs> you missed it. That's why I got these lines. Everybody now find these lines. I'm a, but I just know where it came from. I, I, I said, I, I said, say warrior lion. Now that's interesting. What, what, what warrior lion? Warrior lion? Warrior lion? In the lion by its very nature? A warrior? I mean, every time I hadn't seen a lion, the lion, you know, looks pretty ferocious to me. You ever seen a lion that's just kind of, you know, acting like a little kitty cat? I don't even like cats. Me personally. I know this is Denver. You probably have a house full of them. That's okay. It's been funny. Watch this. Say, warrior lion. Talk to me like your war. Say warrior liar. Every now and then, kings need to remind other folks 
of why they kings. Warriors need to remind Amalek why they're a warrior. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Watch this. This week, you're going to remind every enemy. Y'all not even hearing what I'm saying. You're going to remind every enemy of why you ain't just a lion, but you are warrior lion, which means you are the best of the best. You ain't been through everything you've been through just to punk out now. Touch your neighbor say you're a warrior lion. Which means when a fight comes my way, let's go. If an issue comes my way, let's go. I was built for this. Well, had you crying last week, you about to surge right on through that this week. But had you worried the first 22 days of this year, you're about to be a warrior lion that conquers that this year. Which means you're going to have to fight, but I prophesy to you, that's going to be a fight that you win. But then watch this though. Aaron and her H-U-R in the Hebrew language of our Old Testament say this is what was holding up his hands see see, the reason you get tired in your worship is because you stop being a warrior watch this can I just be honest and you start being a wimp well one little thing happened well I just don't know I just lift up your head well I'm just lift up your head Touch your neighbor and say, I'm a warrior lion. Say, I was built for this. Say, I was built for this life. Say, I'm about this life. Uh huh. I was born to rule and to reign and to conquer and to subdue and stop letting your past be your block. You may have done everything they said you did, but you are not who they say you are. You are a warrior lion. What's this though? I got to quit my time. Aaron and who? Her. Aaron and who? Her. Her's name, H-U-R. It means, watch this, a viper's hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of y'all are like, hmm, how is it going to work this one? A viper's hole. <laughs> Say a viper's hole. Say, hmm, how is it that a viper's hole held up Moses' hands? Because Aaron, uh, uh, says, he, he reminds him he's a warrior lion. But then on one side, a viper's hole. Hmm. Not a viper, a viper's hole. A viper now symbolizes snake. Snake symbolizes serpent. Serpent in Hebrew Deceiver, deceiver, Amalek, enemy. Which means the reason I can keep my hands up is because I don't intend to go into the hole that my enemies dug for me. Be a good church. What if you stopped looking at your enemies as roadblocks? Started doing what the scripture said and looked at them as bread for food. Check it out. He says, listen, there are some holes. There's some, there's some pitfalls. There's some obstacles. There are some things that, watch this, that I already know have been set. There's some stuff that I already know would love to take me out. So it becomes my motivation. So that when I get up every single day, 
I say, I'm not getting in that hole. I'm not getting in the hole of discouragement. I'm not getting in the hole of depression. I'm not getting in the hole of woe is me. Who am I preaching to? I'm not going down the hole of ain't nobody for me. Everybody's against me. You got more working for you and more working for your good than you do have against you. Somebody hold on. I'm not going down that hole. And the hole will show up and be like, spend, watch this, spend a few minutes with me. Have a few thoughts with me. You on your way to church feeling good. And then the hole will be like, you'll command your week and then the hole will be like, come on. Just come on down here. And the funny part about it is you ain't get figured out. It's the same exact test every week. You keep failing. But this week, I prophesied into your life that this week you're going to finally pass that same test that has been coming week after week after week after week. Somebody holler, I'm not going down that hole. Now church, I'm out of time. Stand on your feet. Throw your hands up. Let's have another drink of water. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.